This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Shlomovitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. For this episode of Soundmaking, I spoke with London-based composer Alex Hills about his piece, Alice. Composed in 2013, the work appears on the first of two albums Alex has released on the excellent Carrier Records. This album was called The Music of Making Strange. The performance you're going to hear at the end of this podcast was performed by Maya Kaddish on violin, Lucy Railton on cello, Roderick Chadwick on piano, and Serge Fuel on percussion. In this episode, Alex and I chatted about the politically charged source material of the work, how we put it all together, and the sound he and recording engineer Eric Nystrom were going for. I'm Alex Hills. I grew up in England, although I've spent quite a lot of my life in the US as well. I um, live in London, and I'm a composer who also does quite a lot of teaching and sometimes plays the piano. Today I'm going to be talking about my piece Arles, which I wrote at the very end of 2012 for an album called The Music of Making Strange, which came out that year. It's a piece for violin, cello, piano, and percussion. And this recording, the violinist is Maya Kaddish, the cellist Lucy Railton, who I think has appeared on this podcast herself. The pianist is Roderick Chadwick. The percussionist is Serge Vril, and it's being conducted by Mark Noop. The concept of this album is, the, uh, the music of Making Strange, is this idea that art transforms familiar things into unusual or odd or strange things, which comes from the partly from the Russian literary theorist Viktor Shlovsky. Various pieces on the album do that in different ways. Some of it sets his actual text in a piece for voice. Um, another piece is trying to do that to the sound of the piano, a long piece for plus-minus ensemble called After and Before. Then there are four shorter pieces on the album, one for violin and cello, one for violin and piano, one for cello and percussion, and then this quartet. And the idea of this quartet was it would use all the instruments that I've been using in those shorter pieces to come together to make a particular particular treatment of this idea of making strange. So this piece is a kind of exploration of the idea of a cover version, I think. It takes what's something that's already a cover version, which is Nico's extraordinarily strange, distorted, nihilistic version of the German national anthem. And a song by the Dead Kennedys called California Uber Arles, which has also been covered much itself, most famously by the disposable heroes of hypocrisy. The idea was to put those two things at the same time, so to make a simultaneous cover of two things. And the cover maybe the idea of the cover maybe extends further still because the German national anthem is also the tune of Haydn's Emperor String Quartet. So there's some layers to the cover going on here. So the piece, just Arles, obviously takes both Deutschland über Arles and California über Arles. And I thought of it to some extent as a kind of political critique or critique of the idea of the national anthem in the Nico's version of the German national anthem, which is very problematic and confrontational, not least as she sings the illegal first verse and in performance used to dedicate it to the Bader-Meinhof group who were left-wing terrorists in Germany at the time, is a this extraordinarily dark, 
hollowed out take on what a national anthem might be. And California Rubales, on the other hand, is a critique of the um, sort of hippie fascism, they referred to it, of Jerry Brown, the Californian governor in the 1970s. And I don't quite agree with either of the positions of those pieces. I thought they were providing cynical on the one hand and nihilistic on the other perspectives on the idea of nationalism. And I'm certainly someone who thinks of themselves as anti-nationalist and to write a piece of music which engaged with those ideas through imitation was something I was quite interested in. Arles is just all in German, but it comes from, in the both pieces, it's über alles, overall, so to triumph overall, and in Deutschland, Germany to triumph overall, California, California to triumph overall, and as different as Prussian Germany of the 1870s and California of the 1970s seem ideologically the point of the Jello Biafra song of the um, California Uberales is to critique that liberalism of California. What happened with the German national anthem, of course, is that Deutschland Uberales became explicitly associated with Nazism. So although the, the national anthem itself didn't change after the Second World War, singing the first verse, which is the most triumphalist German verse, became um, illegal and is something that's still considered deeply problematic. Um, Germans find it very difficult, I, th I believe, on the whole, to listen to that Nico song. So the way I wrote this piece was really completely unlike the way I've written any other piece of music in my life. And it started by simply taking the two recordings and putting them into an audio editor and overlaying them so they're both going on simultaneously. And then I started cutting them up, taking bits out of them. And I did that in ways which mirror techniques for polyrhythm and things like that that I've used in my music elsewhere. So they're Something's on for three seconds, then off for six seconds, and the other song might be on for four seconds and off for eight seconds and so on. And I manipulate those in ways to make one song come to the fore for longer than others and so on. But then I ended up simply with an audio recording um, that is the piece. And the next stage was to just transcribe that into the instrumentation. So I tried to use techniques I use in my own musical language for... Um, writing with instruments, you know, particular ways of scraping with the bow or particular kinds of harmonic played inside the piano and things like that to transcribe as closely as I could the sounds, pitches and rhythms of the resulting mashup, basically, that was the audio file. Although they're going on simultaneously as audio, they're both in different keys, for example, and also in different tempi. The Nico song is so pulseless that I effectively treated that as space-time and wrote it into a tempo that worked for the Dead Kennedy song because the Dead Kennedy song has a consistent semi-quaver pulse so I chose a tempo that got that pulse right and then I sort of floated the um, German national anthem around that pulse. The recording was made in the Forge in Camden which is a small concert venue rather than a recording studio but had a very nice acoustic 
we put small microphones right on the bodies of the string instruments. So they're little DPAs sitting on the violin and the cello and a microphone right inside the piano. And Eric Nystrom, my fantastic recording engineer, and I spent a lot of time trying to produce the recording so it didn't sound natural. We were interested in making something that is really produced. And one of the ways we did that was all the silences, we decided to go for digital silence. So we cut all the ambient sound out of the silences in the piece and got these very cold, sort of harsh sounding silences. And the other was through using the worst, nastiest compressor Eric could find in his Pro Tools suite. We tried much more sophisticated things and it was all sounding a little bit tame. And he he sort of suggested, okay, we could just try this. And it is, I mean, it's something he would never use under normal circumstances, but just it got the right edge to the sound. And that was really interesting and exciting. This piece is definitely a bit of an outlier in my output. It's one of the very few pieces I think has a kind of direct message in this political sense. And that comes a lot from the materials I chose, of course. But I thought I couldn't choose those materials without feeling that I was doing it having a message itself because those two songs are so directly coupled with the political themselves. I'm also not someone who tends to work very much with other people's music in my music. So, so directly taking two pieces of music that other people had written or more than one person in the case of the genealogy from Haydn to Nico to me and just copying those out was a bit of a shock really but I'm quite I was quite excited to do it and find something very specific I think in the sound of it that still has something to do with me in terms of the transformations of the sound that happen but also is looking outside my own practice in a way that was quite exciting too.